Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? It's a lip service. I'm Angela Yee. I'm L'Oreal. I'm Carrie. <laughs> and I'm Jamel. All right, now I want to start off today with some positivity because first of all, I want to congratulate you ladies on your new show on Vice. I think it's really exciting, you know, stick to sports. So before we start today, I just want to, for each of us, because I know I was just saying this the other day, sometimes it's hard for me to talk about like my own accolades because it just feels like, I don't know, I think that might be a woman thing because the guys on my show do it all the time. So I want each of us to go around and just talk about things that we're really excited and proud of that we have going on. So let's start with you, Carrie. Okay, so obviously Jay and I have a new show, so we're excited about that. It's called Stick to Sports, which is the ironic title. We'll get to that later. Um, I also have a podcast podcast myself. I have a podcast called The Brown Print coming out this week. And then I It's called The Brown Print? Well, The Brown Print is basically like the blueprint, right? That's the way to say it. I thought it was about anal for a second. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I wasn't thinking that at all. See, Angela? But you never know. I wasn't thinking that. That's not who would be thinking that? Come on. Well, (laughs) Look, it's 12 o'clock here. I don't know what time it is. It's 3 o'clock, you ready? She ready. She already she is. ready. She been ready. <laughs> she been ready. <laughs> and um, I'm working on some behind-the-scenes things. I'm producing a scripted series. Uh, a lot. I got a lot of stuff going on. I'm like you. I don't always feel like I should be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a bunch of stuff. But we working. We out here in these streets. And that's what I want to do. That's why I want to celebrate those things immediately. Yeah, yeah no, that's a, that's, that's a major Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to um. It's hard for me to talk about them too. It's hard for me to even take compliments because uh, they make me just feel so weird and uncomfortable. But you know, as Carrie said, uh, the show um, we're really excited about that starting August nineteenth. Um, and you know, I got a ton of other stuff going. I'm in the process of uh, going through the revisions on my manuscript because I have a book coming out next year. Uh, I got a ton of production projects. Um, also, two podcasts. So um, I'm really thankful, honestly, to be as busy I, as I am during a time where a lot of people have, you know, yeah. um, they've lost their jobs or their workflow is a little uneven. So 
even on days where I am dog tired and we ex- have experienced several of those days leading into this premiere of our show, um, I'm thankful for the tiredness because I know if it were the opposite, like how that would feel, that would be right. worse. So, yeah. Okay, well, y'all can catch me on lip service, obviously. <laughs> uh, we come out every Tuesday. People know that I have another podcast, Bolina Beast Podcast, that comes out on Mondays. Also, every weekday morning, I have a morning show, The Morning Hustle, with Syndicated. And um, also, I might be putting out a new song now. Ah! This is <laughs> now, I haven't figured out. And we have been trying to get her to do some music They've again. They've been trying for a long time. And, like, I do these freestyles every week on my show. And um, now I got, like, a team behind me, and we're going we gonna to put out this record soon. So that's what we're working on right now. Yee is helping as well. So Yay. So what you got going on, Yee? Let's pass the mic. you know and I wanted to do this first because we don't normally start the show like this but Mm -hmm. I am excited for you ladies just because I know your show is going to be amazing we've seen the trailer and just because of your personalities but I wanted to celebrate that and I wanted to celebrate ourselves too Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes we just don't do that enough but I just recently went into contract on a new house so I'm hyped about that all right (laughs) let's go talk your shit but then, you know, I'm opening a store in Detroit. I was just telling Jamil before um, we started. And then I have a line of coffee that's coming out. And I have my press juice relaunching. And I got Angela Yee Day coming up on the 28th. Hey. So we're doing oh, a good for you. Look at you. Um, you forgot something. Uh-oh. Lip service? Uh, you were inducted into the radio. Oh, and we got into the radio. Girl. Okay, I should have so led with that. Are you crazy? That's the that's huge news. Like we gotta make sure we throw that in there twice at least. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. So, so you guys are like on the inside. This is how I look at it. Now it's interesting because on the Breakfast Club, you were saying how athletes don't really like to interact with media, but I always felt like you would have a good relationship, like be able to hit somebody up just to ask them a question. You know, if something happened in my head. You know, that's how it is. So I want to ask you guys. From the stories that you've heard about some of these athletes, like behind the scenes, what percentage would you say are faithful? <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. Uh, uh, okay. That's where we're going immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably say maybe 10%. Woo! That's high. Yeah, I was like, and I think I'm high. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like, I can say... You know, of course, I don't want people to read too much into it, but like when I was really a sports reporter and covering sports on a day to day basis in and out of locker rooms, the only professional athlete that I actually believe was faithful was Grant Hill. Wow. You probably like know that for a fact. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, that was, she could one. yeah, that's what I was like. The only, that's the only one I would have been like, I'd be shocked if that dude is not. Is not faithful. And to I, me, a foul because she said there's a stranger in her house, and you saying that he always been faithful. So I feel like she needs to apologize. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I would agree with Jay. I think it's hard. Like, I think everyone, that's immediately where we go. I think it's hard to say a percentage. I could be, like I said, I'm going to qualify this. I could be completely off. And people, I've heard that about Grant. He has the best reputation in terms of being faithful. Um, But, I mean, I don't have an idea. I don't know who it could be, to be honest with you. Because we don't know them that way. And But they have... I mean, and we do have friends that we talk to that I want to clear that up. But back in the day, there was a time in which 
uh, certain athletes would not talk to us based on, you know, the shows we did and, and what they thought was happening. And then over, after a while, when they meet you and see you around enough, you develop a rapport. But it's hard to say. I hate to even say that about these athletes because I'm sure their wives find that disrespectful. But they know they're going to meet it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to make it sound that way. That's what I said. I wasn't really talking about current athletes. I'm just thinking over the course of, um, you know, I spent a good probably five or six years like, in a lot of, of, of NBA. And so um, during that time, it was, uh, you know, you always heard a lot of rumors. And some of it is that, too. Like, right. the rumor bill on them is, like, constant, right? So half of that stuff may not even be true. But, you know, there I definitely have had some awkward moments where I was, you know, just out. And then you see a guy that you cover and he with his wife and you like, what? You're like, who was it? I, 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 I always tell them, like, I'm not the narc. I'm not a fan. So, like, you get it how you live. Like, it is none of my business what goes in your house. But ha- have so, they approached you, though? Like, you know, let's keep this between us. Like, don't say no. Nah, or they a- just let it go. It was understood. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like I, I don't want no parts of nothing. I just want to workload over a meal. Just to have you can do the head nod at least like that. Yeah, no, I mean, I was, <laughs> I, I, I've been in this awkward situation before where, like, they uh, workload over a meal. What's, you know what, your movie telling self? Workload. Um, no, where they have introduced me to. What is not the woman? Oh, that is no, yeah. you know, I mean, but it was clear that this woman was a constant in there, right. <laughs> you know, but just wasn't the wife, but a constant, like a, right. you know, I, mean, I don't know what the term is now. Side piece feels a little disrespectful, but like you uh, know, established, you know what? established, long time personal friend. friend. That's what they call it. <laughs> established, <laughs> long time personal, personal friend. friend. Okay, okay. That's very that could special. be a man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe not an entanglement, a little step above an entanglement. Right, right. right. Okay. You can disentangle yourself. Yeah. Now, somebody had told me the other day that, and I'm sure y'all get asked to do all kinds of things work-wise, and somebody <laughs> told me the difference between me and them is that they lead with no and I lead with yes, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're asked to do things, would you say you lead with yes or you lead with no? Who told you that the other day? Let me see. That's a good thing. Who told you that the other day? I it was one of my homegirls, and she was saying she thinks it's good that a lot of times I do things that maybe I don't necessarily feel like doing. And, you know, I do, like, business. Sometimes I'll be, like, overwhelmed, but it's because I try to do whatever I can. And she's like, I usually am, like, no all the time, and I lead with no. She was like, you lead with yes. So I just want to know for you guys, do you lead with I no? I lead with yes until I just start saying no a bunch. I definitely think I lead. Well, for now, the space that I'm in now, I lead with yes. Back in the day, I would say no. I, but, I, but you know, we're in a different space right now. Like, we're getting ready to launch a show. So I think for work and trying to get ourselves out there and doing certain things, I say yes a lot. But I end up regretting that. So I, mm-hmm. I think... I'm managing my nose right now. Like I'm being very thoughtful and aware of my nose because you can't say yes all the time. It's impossible because you burn yourself out. There's no self-care. You can't pour from an empty cup and you have to make sure that you can give something back to yourself. So I always feel like, dang, I'm just doing too much. Why did I say yes to that? I feel that way a lot. I do Damn, why say yes? But then sometimes when it's over, you feel glad that you did it. (sighs) When it's over, you'll be like, all right. 
<laughs> it depends on what it is. Like, I think it's like, so I commit myself to a lot of panels where I'll say yes, like, you know, I'll do something and I'll moderate a panel. Um, and don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff that's paid. Yes, of course. But <laughs> when you're doing, you're doing people a favor that are your friends or it's for a good cause. Cause I do believe you should give back. You should always be like, pay me, pay me. But then you just feel like this sure is more. Cause I don't think people get when they ask you to do these quote unquote favors, the amount of time and attention it takes to right. the panel, to put something together, to act like, you know, a product that you don't really know that much with mm, for other people who want to have phone calls. Like people always be like, can we send up a call about this panel? You said, yeah. And then you say, yeah, here's a 20 minute call. Then they call back and ask for an hour call. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I told you I'm going to do it for free. Then I'm going to have a call, one call to understand how to do all this. Y'all get your stuff together when we have this one call, because that's, you're asking a lot of someone time when they're saying, can you host or moderate a panel? It becomes a job. It really does. It's a whole nother job. Y'all know that. That's Jamel mm-hmm. in her head in the choir. Yes. Yes. No, it is like that. That is, it's a part I don't necessarily like about myself is that I am, I'd say yes too often. And I'm really trying to change that. And I think part of it is just that, like, I didn't necessarily have a fear of missing out, but I do think once I made the transition, especially away from ESPN, where you're really your own businesswoman, that you want to make sure that you're maximizing while you have all the resources available to you. Because, like, I don't want to say no. And then when those um, requests aren't coming in a few years, being like, damn, why did I always say no? Like, right. I've been saying yes a little bit more to continue um, to help my business grow or whatever. But yeah. what I've learned now, I mean, and Carrie just talked about it, is that if I don't protect my mental energy, I'm no good to anybody. And so I have to really protect my bandwidth because it's, it's, it's razor thin these days. And as she said, People assume, especially if you're in media like we all are, you know, we're front-facing talent. They see us, you know, we're very engaging and energetic and all that. They don't understand what it takes to be that. Mm-hmm. And they think that, oh, you know, can you just do this interview real quick for 20 minutes? Or can you just do this panel? It's just a half hour. It's like yeah. that half-hour panel might cost me three hours of my life. If That's right. right. You got to get cute. You got to do show the prep for it. You got to do the prep. Exactly. It's not just 30 minutes of me showing up. And especially because we all take pride anytime we say yes to an appearance. Like we want to come off well. We want it to be engaging. We want it to be fun, entertainment, entertaining, educational. I can't just step right into that. So um, I have said no more lately than um, I probably have in the last few months. But, and that's the other thing, especially with this pandemic. I mean, nobody knew how work was going to, be coming through. And so I had a tendency, especially after the pandemic, to say yes a lot. And I was burnt out. Like I really needed a vacation. I still need one now because I took a few days off. And when I got back to my email, it felt like an explosion happened. (laughs) Why? Because if I don't, you know, if I get to a point where I do get burnt out, then I start getting, um, you know, then a a side of me comes out that I don't really like people to it's I like that side. Though. I like that side. As I have my smoothie. Sorry. We were just asking you guys that because we were trying to figure out how we can ask y'all to do stuff. So I just wanted to. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that was the main goal. <laughs> <laughs> now that we know that you're saying Funny. yes. All right. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I do feel like we've always been taught to not say no, though. Even from young, they're like, "Don't say no, don't say no." So then it gets to the point where you feel bad, even when you are doing things for yourself and saying no to other people. Like, I know with me, sometimes I'll do that. Like, I'll be like, all right, I just can't do it. And then I'll start feeling bad and I'll call them back and be like, matter of fact, 
just for 20 minutes. That's all you need. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, and it's never 20 minutes. That's the crazy thing, like never. I said. But it'll be like people will lead with that just to get you in the door. And then it's like they got you. Once they got you, that's it. But like you said, I'm learning that too, to like take care of yourself. And because if you burnt out, how are you going to function? Like how are you going to do your job right if you don't take some time to yourself? And that's something that I'm learning. Like I said, a lot of people, it was frustrating me with the the pandemic and stuff because people were complaining. Like, I'm bored. I'm just, I'm doing nothing. Netflix again. And I'm like, damn, I'm burnt out over here. You know, I need a day of Netflix. But I was just grateful to be able to keep working when there were some people that was unfortunate to not be able to, you know. I think yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah, being a woman of color, though, see, we have a totally different perspective on this. Right. And one as women, I think there's a certain fear that we carry. But also it's the insecurity that you have as a person of color that we all live with this fear that it can all go away at, at, in a moment. Yes, any moment. At any moment. Like it could be, we could say the wrong thing or something could happen. Cause you know, as much as uh, cancel culture maybe doesn't exist for some people, but it's a real thing for us. And that's not necessarily based off what we say or, or what we don't say. It could just be that this just ain't the week that they fucking with women of color. And then right. so you know, you out of a job and then that's it. And so you feel more pressure to take advantage of all the opportunities that come your way, even if sometimes the juice is not worth the squeeze. Right. That's the scary part, because I feel like, sorry about that. In your situation, I feel like you would speak in your mind at any time, and people speak their mind at any time right now, right? And people are not necessarily getting canceled for that. So it's like if you speak on politics or things like that, you people are just like okay with it, and they welcome the conversation nowadays. But a few years ago, it wasn't all right. And I I think that that's what's messed up about the situation is because the same things you may have been saying a few years ago, people are saying 10 times way worse. The president is saying things way worse. Mm -hmm. And it just gets waved away like it was nothing. But I also feel like things happen for a reason, right? And you're in a great space. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I... I mean, if that doesn't happen, if I don't go through that, then I'm not sitting here talking to you guys right now. And and Carrie and I don't have a show that's launching like that. Um, In the moment, it may have been a little tumultuous and rocky and everything, but I knew that something, not necessarily something good would come out of it, but I just knew it would get me to a better place, be that professionally, personally, or emotionally. I was going to say, I think she, you guys, don't you realize, don't you feel this way? Black women, we always got to take the hit for everybody else and explain it. For everybody else, no matter what it is, always. it's always hard to be the first. I, you know, your girl, our girl, VP, whether you like her or not, Kamala Harris said something I thought that was really smart in a podcast that she did, and she said breaking barriers is hard to do. Not only because you're the first, but there's pain involved in that. So whatever you are the first of, you're breaking a barrier. You're right. stepping into an area in which nobody has ever been in before because of the way you look, because of how you present yourself, whatever it may be. And that's the hard part. There will be some pain with that. So with Jay being one of the first to be able to speak up, the pain in the moment might have been just whatever we thought, you know, we saw visually. But, you know, there's a lot of respect that comes with what she did. You know, her saying he was a supremacist, a white supremacist and a racist is like saying water is wet, sky. Exactly. It's not a different color. You know what I mean? (laughs) So she she did it first. And, you know, there came with a cost, but... She got paid back and then some. So I think that's something that black women can relate to. I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
Literally. <laughs> that's when that's when the people got to come out and support. And that's when you show how much of an impact you really made. And you've shown that, you know what I mean? You, everybody got behind you on yeah. that. And everybody will continue to get behind you because like you said, we know that that's in fact true and you're not speaking nothing but facts. So what, what is there to be upset about? But it's like whenever a black woman says something, it's like, yeah. oh, hold the phone. Or even if we get in a debate, we automatically oh, got to be beefing. Like, damn, I can't just not agree with something that someone else said. It's just, and, that's just that people have no problem disrespecting you on social media and saying the craziest thing, but then they'll it. have like some type of God quote in their, um, in their <laughs> like, or something supporting women, but then they'll be bashing you and you're like, um, this don't match up. <laughs> Jesus now, is wanna... best friend and then call you a <laughs> We all have like very jobs that can be stressful at times, right? Mm-hmm. And so, how does that affect you in the bedroom? Ooh. Let's just say you've been having a really tough. Yeah. There we go, <laughs> turn it up. <laughs> does that make you want to have sex more to get rid of that stress, or does that make you not feel sexual? It doesn't affect me either way. Like I always feel like like my libido is high, and I'm ready. Okay. To go. <laughs> that's why they call her Carrie Champion. I'm a champ. I'll be ready. I'm ready. My plan <laughs> like if I'm stressed out at work, the only thing you're gonna have to hear is me complaining about it. Like it ain't gonna be like I don't feel like I can perform. I'm gonna be ready to go. <laughs> um yeah, I would say uh definitely the the higher the stress day, the the more that I want to have sex just because it's just a way of mentally relieving all the things that you've been sort of thinking about and just all the situations or whatever. So, you know, I'll definitely um, call my husband or text him and be like, you about to get it tonight. Because <laughs> I'm going to take it out on somebody. <laughs> Daddy, listen, when you're super stressed, will he ever just go down on you and then not expect anything in return? Like, this is just a gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's tried to do that. He's trying to do that. But I was like, no, no, no. I need the whole gift. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a tease now. Tell us more. You ain't gonna get me out here, Carrie. I wonder what life was like prior to you being married. Were you always this vocal about sex? Trouble. I'm like, I don't, I don't know that woman. That's a good question, actually. Yeah, no, (laughs) I'd like to know. I don't know. You're trying to give me in trouble. How you in trouble? You a grown ass woman. You talking about? Let's pay your own bills. You should get a shirt that says "Fuck me, I'm bothered." I like that. I like that. That's it. That's it right there. <laughs> oh my God. All right, when I steal that. You, know, you should. <laughs> Yo, that's the name of your show. <laughs> Get anything else. That's a good porn name, too. So if you want to just remix it. <laughs> We're not going to just attack Jamel, okay? No, I, I have a. What's a going on with your love life? I have a foundation called Brown Girls Dream. (laughs) This is the funniest part. It's about me just mentoring young brown girls who just want to succeed in whatever aspect. I I get a bunch of my friends together and I assign them to different young ladies that I think are dope, that need guidance, personally and professionally. So I'm talking to one of my homegirls about it. She's like, I don't like the name. She said, it should be called Brown Girls Cream. I love Brown Girls Cream. I was like, you know what? I was like, yeah. Are you serious? Yes. Why? I was like, because I'm out here trying to save lives. She's like, it just sounds very, very exciting. I was like, it sounds like a porno. I was it like, does. That's probably, a great name for a porno. It, 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 probably, it probably is a porno. Now, I will be honest with you guys. I am single as of late, probably the last like 
year and a half. I haven't had a boyfriend or a significant other in a long, long time. Now, what that means is I could just be getting it all the time, which is not the case, or I could just be like real casual with mine. I feel like I am very much um, a man. Cause like during the, <laughs> you know how you like, if you like somebody and then you just be like, mm, I don't like you no more. Like you have your old school friends and what I like to call them, these long time established personal friends mm-hmm. that you have rapports with, if you know what I mean, you know, somebody you don't benefit. Right. Yeah, friends with benefit. Mm-hmm. Right. Situationships. Little situationship. <laughs> you, I'll reach out during the pandemic. That's who I've been hanging out with. Like, okay. not, but not in a significant way, but just in a way where I'm just like, oh, I'm bored tonight. What you doing? Sometimes you need a hug. You need somebody to rub your feet. You get a little lonely. Jamel can't do any of these things. <laughs> she can't rub my shoulders and tell me I'm cute. And well, stuff. she can, but then it would be a different show. It would be a total different show. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, she, and I'd be like, when did this friendship turn into this? Like, oh, it feels good, but I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I don't know what just happened here. No, so I, I, I literally, I am like looking, but not aggressively because I've been busy, mm-hmm. but I am looking I'm like, I hope I meet somebody. I think if you don't look, then you'll meet somebody that you uh, Every time. Or get did a fake boyfriend. Guy huh? Get a fake boyfriend. Because you know when you're in a relationship, it's always somebody perfect that comes along. And you're like, damn, I should have waited. So I think it's <laughs> the universe and you get like a fake boyfriend the real one gonna come along and then you're gonna be good (laughs) you like guys who don't know who you are or what you do or do you think it's cool if they are like i'm a fan of yours i i i no i don't i'm like no meaning like i never met a guy who's like oh i'm just a fan can we go out or (laughs) if he did say that i probably wouldn't go out with him i think that would be awkward because it just you think so well, I think they know. I want to. Okay, so let me take that back. <laughs> Obviously, they know what we do if they're in men who watch sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm not going to pretend. However, if it was one of these like things where they were like, "Oh my god," you know, I would be uncomfortable. That would yeah, make that's me weird. I couldn't, that is weird. I couldn't take that. Be like, you know, I love what you do. I love you and Jamel. You know, you guys. Oh, yeah, I guess I've yeah. dated. I've dated my. I've dated a guy like that before. My. My last boyfriend was like that. He was just like, yeah, no, but it was real casual. He wasn't trying to, I like, a, I like, this is so weird. This is going to sound silly because people don't even know if they like this no more. I really like super sweet. Like I lead with super sweet guys because I'm crazy. I like that too. And I, <laughs> so I need you to calm my crazy because I'm very, very sweet and I'd be ready to cuss everybody out. Jamel, she lets it build up. I call her Miss Suffer in Silence. And I do that too. Like, oh, oh <laughs> and then I know? explode. Yeah. Uh, but then yes. I'm like a Valkyrie. Oh. It happened today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the trailer then, Loria. I know you had some questions because of the trailer. Oh, okay. So um, it was one question on there, and this is something that we talked about on the show before. And what you said, I didn't get backlash, but a lot of people reached out to me about it. And it was about dating a white man. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> almost choked. <laughs> so me personally, I don't date white men. Like, I don't do that because and I said this before in a, on another episode I just feel like I'll be in the bed with master like we can't you get what I'm oh saying like gosh. we can't because it's true we can't teach our kids about like <laughs> reparations and stuff like that when you fighting against us and shit it's like the enemies in the house <laughs> so I just don't so look that's at what you I'm sorry house. <laughs> that's just how I feel like I don't <laughs> What's funny is that when I asked Jamel that, and she was like, that's not the point. That's besides the point. She never answered the question. She I never answered. 
Yeah. I don't necessarily know if that's true, and I never pressed the issue. I had got a slight, like, people were talking smack about me. They just, no, they swear I only date white guys. Like, I had, I was tripping one time. Like, date white guys. She only date white guys. I am the most, I don't even, I'm the most militant person you can meet. But having said that, I will date a fine ass white guy named Chris Evans, who is Captain America. He can come save me all day. <laughs> so, is that like your only white crush, though? Or you got Brad like- Pitt? Brad Pitt. Okay, so you okay. got him lined up then. You like yeah, so when they're ready. They can go on and dip some of this chocolate out. Hey. Hey. You know my all the Brad Pitt's kids. You good with that? Girl, he ain't gonna have to deal with this and that. We got the nannies. Um, <laughs> but I definitely prefer to date black men. However, Jay, have you ever dated a white guy? Um, define date. <laughs> oh man. Well, we could do. We could do. We could figure it no, out. That's together. a yes. That's a yes. You, have you been out to a restaurant where he paid for the meal and y'all kissed in public? No. You could have kissed him you know in African? private. <laughs> and did you kiss in private in the private? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I guess I, I had situationships. Um, this is a long, long time ago. I had situationships you know, before in mostly in college, really. Um, so, you know, I mean, it wasn't, I think it was one of those things where I never felt because I, I certainly in my experience, it was like the, the woke white boy. So like, of I course. never had to worry about, yeah. you know, with that one guy, I, you know, I dated uh, for a little bit of time. He, um, uh, he was actually an African-American studies major and a white dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he was black on the inside, like a... Well, yeah. me and Chris Evans <laughs> protest together. We don't want protest. So next, we go on to the next protest. Look, Chris Evans is a, is a woke white dude. You ain't got to tell me. That's why he's fine. I can see him being like, yo, let's go out here and show these people what we got to do, you know, talking like this and stuff. <laughs> see, Brad, that makes sense to me because his kids comes out all kind of races, no matter uh-huh. what. So I could do that. Yeah. So he's a United guy. You, you think you can marry a white guy? Hmm. Uh, well, I didn't, so I don't get to... Oh, not you. I'm talking to Carrie. I know you're married. You've seen uh, and I knew she wasn't talking to me. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Jamel and I used to talk about this all the time because she said she knows one day she's going to come home and prior to her being married, she, the N-word was going to slip out and she was just going to be like, he can't agree with her. He can't. He got, I, she got to go off and he's going to be like, yeah, like I was saying. Um, so that's it. I mean, I don't know. That's a tough question, especially in this. If you would ask me that, I'm going to be honest. If you would ask me that probably years ago, I would have been like, sure. Well, I mean, why not? But now, um, you know, the more time that I have been spending in corporate America, what's going on with our country, I have a hard time. I, I need black love. I need to experience it. I need to talk about it. I need to, I need to show it. Here's the thing what I think black women have a hard time answering this question is because they hate when black men jump on their case. So I knew you only dated white guys, but we see them date every other thing all the time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We don't say anything. We take it. Or we do, if we do say something, we be in a hater, but they right. can come to us all the time. Black women, we take the brunt of everything. Like everything have, all the time. Off everything all the time. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. And, it and, and if I, and I, but right now, I, I mean, I gotta be honest. I want, I, I would want to marry a black man simply because 
I understand that our culture and our family is under attack, in my opinion. And I feel like you need to see more of that and understand what that means. Um, my son, inevitably, if I married a white man, would still be black. And he need, mm-hmm. to, he need to have the experiences of a black father to help him through his life, right? So that's where I am now. But I, I wasn't always that way. I was like, love is love. Cut to six months from now, I'm inviting you out to my, me and Brad Pitt's wedding, okay? <laughs> you need somebody a little younger. That's what <laughs> you, okay, you swear, you swear that I'm gonna have a white man. She like you talking all this. You gonna end up with a white man? I'm like, uh-uh, I know I'm not. <laughs> Soon you as I open my mouth, his mom and them gonna be like, uh, get this hood ass bitch out of here. <laughs> now I want to get some advice, right, from you ladies for all the girls who are coming up in this business, which is not an easy business. I've said that I think that for women, hip hop and sports having to report on both of those can be some of the most misogynistic environments to be in. So how do you turn, and people ask me this all the time, a a situation where somebody's trying to holler at you, but you want to do business with them. How do you manage to flip that into, uh, okay, I don't want to talk to you, but I still want to be able to work with you. How do you navigate that? Hmm. Well, I mean, I think uh, it's always important to set the boundaries. I mean, I've definitely had, you know, that happened to me just a couple of times in my career. And usually, especially like when you're, you know, you're in sports and you're covering a team and covering athletes like all the time, I have found that generally once I let them know what it wasn't going to be, that they actually were relatively respectful of that. Like nobody's ever stopped talking to me because I didn't, I didn't holler back at them or like, you know, to some degree in this environment, being in sports, like a lot of dudes are going to try it, right? Mm-hmm. But I've never encountered, thankfully, the situation where it impacted me professionally in any way. And so typically, I mean, I try to take the air out of this situation. Like if they try to holler, um, and, you know, sometimes it, I'll look for clarification on that. Like a dude just asking me for my number doesn't always mean that he's trying to holler at me. Right. So until he makes like a real forward, like, yo, let's go to dinner or you're something or something flirty or whatever. Well, I know for sure he's trying to go there. Then I'll say like, oh, I'm really flattered about that. However, that being said, you know, I'm not on that right now. Um, but I would still love to talk to you about X, if you don't mind. And mm-hmm. I've never had that backfire. But unfortunately, I've known a lot of women in the business where that has backfired. Mm-hmm. And sometimes to the point where they've had to get a third party involved. We'd be a lawyer, be a tele HR or something <laughs> like that. And, um, you know, or with athletes in particular where they've had to go off on, on them and it's gotten ugly to the point where they don't speak or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. a wife has gotten involved or a girlfriend has gotten involved. Wow. Like it is, yeah. I mean, it's been some dramatic situations. So I just been thankful not to encounter it. What I would say is like, never compromise your integrity for advancement. It's like, it's just not going to work, you know? Never works. No, it's not going to work. It's like, you know, look, I know, we all know that there are things that happen with women in this business. They do get romantically involved. It doesn't all necessarily wind up being disastrous, if you will. But, you know, our reputations will be judged a lot harsher. Right. It will. They'll be okay. They'll be like, yeah. oh, you the man. But it's yours. And so you have to ask yourself, I mean, if you choose to go there, um, one, if you do, you better make sure that he hella discreet. Okay. Yeah. You, you can't even make sure of that. You know that. And you can't. Right. Exactly. You can't. I don't know much about, you know, artists, but you're dating an athlete. They can't help but run their mouths. They always will. They never won't. They might tell one person, but that one person going to tell somebody. It's the same you know, thing. 
The yeah. artists talk to, yeah. Yeah, they, 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 we are the ones who are more discreet about it. So, like, if that's what you choose to do, you have to be okay with it. With what it is, like, I, I would think women, because we see it happen all the time. I had a colleague who married somebody, and I know that when she was covering him, he was in college. So I'm like, how y'all just get married? Like, of course she was hanging out with him before. We didn't know about it. Okay, I've been around men that will talk about women that they slept with, and they don't even know me well. And they talking about people that I may know or whatever the case, just to impress some dudes in the room. And they're yeah. like, oh, so-and-so, yeah, I fucked her. I had her, like, X, Y, Z. She was doing this. And be breaking it down, though. Like, yo, oh, she squirts. She, her pussy whack. Da-da-da-da. And I'm like, damn. Like, what? Right. Like, well, that's I'm very good. descriptive. Like, Listen, I've seen this happen more than <laughs> but, but you know what? I'm in the studio, too. So when I'm in the studio with a bunch of guys, like, throughout my career I've been in the studio with a bunch of guys when I was working with an artist I'm usually the only girl because I rap so okay. and they'll just sit there and talk and talk and talk just ever since I was a little girl like I would hear them talking about people that I knew or that everybody know and just oh yeah I fucked that bitch the other day and it's like you talking to a room full of people that you don't even know everybody here yeah, you don't that's care. Oh, that's, that's why I think it's funny that women get the reputation for being gossips when men messy as fuck. Oh my god! Oh, and on my morning show, they gossip way more than I do. Oh my god! Like they are just so messy. Like they just can't because it's like their ego too. They need to let somebody know. Yeah, they've been with, and you know, and also the like. Look, don't get it twisted. A lot of dudes lie on their dick straight up. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can talk straight about that all day. <laughs> I need my bell. <laughs> They'll be like, yeah, I hit that. Like, no, you just ate it. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen. They might not that eat that. They might not Whenever I hear a rumor about somebody that's got a high profile, that's a woman who slept with somebody, I always tit, I hey, don't repeat it unless I'm talking to Carrie because I can gossip her. But hey, I don't repeat it. People, because you know that's how rumors get started and reputations get ruined. Uh, ruined. But two, I always realize that for all these rumors they have about who's doing what with who, like half of that shit is usually not even true. So that's it's like, right. Just because a lot of guys out there are legitimately trying to get clout by, even yeah. if they don't outright say it, they try to at least insinuate there's something going on with a certain type, a, a certain woman who may have a certain uh, profile or platform. Right. When we first worked at ESPN and Jamel and I weren't friends. We kind of gave Angela that story earlier, but she, we had a mutual friend and a guy who did work there, he doesn't work there any longer, was telling somebody that he, he and I had had a relationship and by relationship that he had hit it. And uh-huh. he was like, and Jamel was like, dang, should I even tell Carrie to our mutual friend? And the right. girl was like, no, that's stupid. Don't even bring it up to her this time. Anyway, I, I find out later who the person was. He clearly has a reputation for lying on his dick. He does it often, and he thinks everybody likes him. He is the blackest. Oh. <laughs> and I confronted him, and I was like, that's rude. I was like, I just got here. Why would you do that to me? Why do I even have to walk into this environment and you say that? Uh, it was more than, you know, rude. Right. Often. He was like, no, nah, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Jamel had no reason to lie to me. Why right. would she? Like, she and she waited. This is so cool. She, she waited like a minute. year. She was like, like oh, I see you still cool with so and so. I'm gonna tell you what I know. But she waited until we were actually friends to where we have conversations like that. Right. Like, Gary never brought up old boy. That's interesting. Why is he? And then that's when she told me. And I was so it, it hurt one because it does hurt your feelings. She's like, we still doing that, grown as fuck, and we still right. What the fuck? 
like, how old are you? Why are you doing that? You know, because it made me look bad. No one was saying nothing about him. It made me look bad to all these other, this, these group of people. Uh, and he and I still see each other every so often around. And he has such a look of shame because he knew what he did was wrong. He's never apologized. He still denies it. But he knows that I, I he knows that we know he's full of shit. And that's yeah, how do you even apologize? Like, cool. sorry, I lied on my dick about right. you. Like, well, there's just so there's, corny. Yeah, it's, he's corny. Rolling. By the way, he's corny. Like, get <laughs> Jamel Lyman, he's the corniest. You'd be like, come on. Come and that's on. fucked up because you was being nice to him and shit. And the whole time he was going behind your back saying shit that that's why I don't believe these niggas. Like, I don't care. They could say run down and say her pussy this, this, that. I'd be like this. <laughs> if anything, that make me feel like he didn't have sex with the girl. I'd be like, this nigga is lying. Like, like, why are you volunteering that information? That's thank you. Information to volunteer. Clout chasing. No one cares. <laughs> All right, but listen, I know y'all got a busy day, so I want to do this rapid fire. Y'all got to answer these questions quickly, okay? Okay. All right. The first porn I ever saw. Oh, I haven't watched porn. You guys are going to hate that. Ever? You ain't no. never watched porn? Wait, in your life? <laughs> I've never, like, I wouldn't even, like, I remember when I was a kid and my mom had, like, she had one of the channels and I, and she had went out. I remember just like, a, and I tried to watch it. And then I remember being like, I have to be like eight years old. I was like, this makes me use the bathroom. I don't want to watch it no more. I mean, oh, you swear, Ella, you, my you body, was my body was feeling something and I didn't even know what I was feeling. And then yes, I was that's like, what I it sounds like. like. Yeah. It was making me feel like I had to. I was tingling, apparently. And so wow. I, I you squirted that. early at eight. That's kind of, I don't think we're supposed to be talking about that. Yeah, sure. I feel dirty. <laughs> I do too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and I've never, I've never been on it. I know that sounds awful and boring, but you know, maybe. What's you? What's if you had to watch a porn, what kind of porn would you want to watch? Um, oh, I, I don't know. Is there any what category? On it? It is, is it, I don't know. It's like so many categories. You okay, can give me some categories. Give me some categories. Um, you- girl, girl on girl, since you like massages from uh-uh. Jamel. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I don't want to watch that one. Go on, give me another one. Um, uh, orgy. Gang bang. Oh. Double penetration. Oh, oh, guys. Homosexual. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting what I can't take it. Home is actual. She's blacked out. One girl, ten dicks. <laughs> Wait, she getting tingly again. Uh, she's about to pee. <laughs> oh my god, I have not left. <laughs> we made you squirt on lip service. You <laughs> saw she was pulling her shirt open. She was. <laughs> That's all it takes. Okay. Now we know. Fellas, <laughs> get with it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, first porn you ever watched? Um, well, I would say probably, I mean, I, my grandmother had Skinamax back in the day. So oh, shit. So Softcore action. From, from that Emmanuel series, because I'm 9,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That's hilarious. That was soft, soft, softcore. Yeah, it was softcore born. All right, my favorite erotic zone on my body. Um, hmm, I'm gonna say uh, back of my neck. Hmm. Ooh, okay, you okay. hear this, Karen? Yeah, girl. Michelle <laughs> <laughs> working oh, after night. When when the, we on dead under deadline, she felt pressured, and she's like, "Fuck it, talk to me." <laughs> oh no, what is it? <laughs> is it? I forget what it's called now. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I like, I like neck in general, like anywhere on my neck. Kiss me on my neck. Anyway. Oh, wait, I think Angela's frozen. Oh, bye, Ange. Okay. <laughs> Are you back? <laughs> oh, I was like, frozen. you were froze like a motherfucker. What's going on over there? <laughs> All right, I, my favorite part of a man's body besides his penis. Besides his penis. Mm. Um, hands. I like nice big hands. Ooh, big hands is a good one. Uh, I am blessed to have a husband who has abs. So for Ooh. <laughs> oh, you that ain't fair. You know you everybody can't have abs. That ain't fair. You rude. <laughs> That's nice. Abs. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And last one. If I had to kiss a woman, it would be let's <clears throat> see. Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Halle Berry. Oh, that's a good thing. Great. Okay. She looks amazing. She does. It was she just celebrated a birthday and it's like she is aging backwards. That bikini picture she put up, she her body was on point. Okay. She banging. I kiss Lisa Bonet. I'm like, oh, that's a good like, one. Because I would want to kiss her to figure out what's the formula. I want to know the formula to get all these fine ass men. I want to kiss her baby uh, daddy. I'll kiss him. I, I want to kiss all her baby daddies. <laughs> True. <laughs> she got her ex husband and uh, Jason Momoa. She got Liddy Kravitz and Jason. They like best buddies. I'm like, girl. And they both fine as fuck. Mom! Fine. Fine. They just be sitting there like she just be like, I made y'all. Go ahead, y'all. Listen, and she just be chilling with her stuff. Like, <laughs> like teach me. Listen. Kara used to have a chance to be a pimp like that. I do. And I feel like I'm still working on it. Don't listen. Keep hope alive. Y'all pray. I don't know who y'all pray to, but pray to y'all gods and hope. Cause I listen. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. We'll be watching Wednesday nights on Vice, so we appreciate y'all, and I love the energy that you guys have. I told you, I feel like this is about to be one of my favorite talk shows. So uh, I'll be thank you. Appreciate Just from the trailer alone, so you can send us over the episodes early if y'all want. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You got it. Thank you so much. You girls are great. Thank y'all. <laughs>